Welcome to Deeply Curious Episode 7. My name is Cody Jensen, and this is my wife. Sarah. In Deeply Curious, if this is your first time listening, what we do is we just have a conversation about things that we are curious about this week, whether that's a trivial thing or a meaningful thing. It's just a conversation that we're having. And this week, we're going to be talking about, are we glorifying hustle? And it's a conversation that Sarah's been thinking about for a long time. Um, it's, I think it's a very interesting topic. But before we jump into it, we want to talk about our sponsor. And Deeply Curious is sponsored by Hint Water. And Hint is a sugar and sweetener free water. Um, it is lightly flavored with all sorts of flavors. Mm-hmm. And you get watermelon, cherry, grapefruit, peach. Um, and it comes in still and sparkling. Uh, yeah. It's called Hint Fizz. And Hint Fizz is my favorite. I love the sparkling. Um, it helps me not crave soda. And because if I do crave soda, I can just have a hint fizz. It craves that and craves carbs. Quenches. Quenches. Uh, <laughs> that uh, feeling. So I I very much enjoy sparkling water. And before I drank hint, I drank another uh, sparkling water that came in a can. And I learned that the cans are actually aligned with BPA. So I am drinking water. But I'm also drinking BPA. Yeah. And with Hint, it does not come in aluminum cans. And so BPA-free, sugar, and sweetener-free yes. <laughs> water. And I love the still, Hint still water. Still water. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. Um, because I think plain water is boring, and it's really difficult for me to drink it a lot because there's no flavor. <laughs> and the Hint water is flavored perfectly. Yes. I love it. So we have a fridge full of Hint Water, and it is pretty much the only thing that we drink. Yeah. And if you want to support this show by supporting our sponsor, you can go to hint.co slash deeply curious, and you can order directly from them or just check out the flavor, see what interests you. If you're having to be in a grocery store and see it, my favorite flavor is the Hint Fizz Peach. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump into the topic of discussion, which is, are we glorifying hustle? And Sarah, are we glorifying hustle? Yes. Podcast over. Yes. Um, yeah. So I've been thinking about this maybe for like three years. It was kind of around the time that, I mean, everyone started saying hustle, hustle harder, whatever. Um, and there was the whole, but first coffee Mm -hmm. and, um, the whole girl boss movement kind of did a lot. Obviously that's empowering, but it, it, I think they were all sort of maybe good ideas, but there was like this underlying theme that I kept seeing of like tiredness and busyness and wearing ourselves out to accomplish our dreams. And so I've been thinking about this for a really long time. And I wrote an article several months ago And in that article, I referenced this book. Um, It's called Finish by John Acuff. And he talks about the hustle in the book. And um, one of the quotes he says is, more than likely you've spent most of your life choosing to do more than is possible and beating yourself up for not being able to keep up. Our attempts to do too much feel noble and honorable. Look at us tirelessly working toward burnout, reducing the quality of everything because we insisted we can do everything. We can share that approach with honor on Instagram. That's the grind. That's the hustle. And I think that is maybe um, 
the question here is, are we doing things just to brag about the fact that we're doing them? Um, and so, yeah, like, are we glorifying hustle? And what does that even mean? I mean, I think like, what does it mean? It's just the societal like pressures today, especially like in the Western or like American mm-hmm. lifestyle or whatever, is we've moved from valuing and wanting more time off because at a point there was like the sign of wealth was that you had more time off. You had more leisure time. You could sleep more. And so that's what everybody, you know, aspired to. It's like you wanted to work less and do more Mm -hmm. or whatever. And now we've had this like entire shift to the opposite where the most like seemingly the most public, like rich people and successful people and entrepreneurs, they put out this image and uh, this like, I don't know, mentality of like, well, I only sleep four hours a night. And it's kind of like they compete with mm-hmm. each other of like who sleeps less and whoever has the least amount of sleep wins the hustle game. Yeah. And so all of the, all of us like underneath that, I guess, that are watching these people, we attribute success to not sleeping Mm -hmm. to working 16 hour days or, you know, never not spending time with friends, family, vacations, you know, whatever. It's all about work, 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 work. And if you aren't working the moment you wake up until the moment that you go to bed, and if you don't, uh, if you actually sleep eight hours a night, then you are lazy. You're Mm -hmm. not getting things. You're not actually like making things happen and making moves and, you know, all this type of stuff. And that's kind of like the mentality of America right now, I guess, or just yeah. like maybe our age group or something. I just, we just see it a ton. A ton. And I mean, personally, I just don't think that that is the way that we should live our life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the the grind and the hustle and the no sleep team and all that type of stuff, I don't think that is the meaning of life mm-hmm. and what all of these seeming role models right. should be. Basically, I don't think we should be looking to them as role models. Like maybe, you know, that's their story. They can live it if they want, but we're allowing them to, you know, put out YouTube videos and books and all this type of stuff, not allowing them, but they are putting out YouTube videos, books, and you know, all right. this you know, content about how they're successful and how you need to, follow this method to be a true success. And then us others, Mm -hmm. we follow that formula and think that we're lazy if we actually sleep eight hours a night. And I don't think that that's the way we should. I I also don't think that it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know necessarily if anybody is saying that out loud, but it's definitely the, the culture and idea around hustle is that you sacrifice your health and your body and your mental state and your friends and your time and your whatever you sacrifice everything um to get ahead but i i don't know i think that you can get ahead and still be a healthy person right i mean i think you know there's these people like the gary v's of the world Uh who everybody looks up to because they're like this amazing producer of content and 
you know, right. outcome and businesses and entrepreneurship and all that type of stuff. And they look at them and they glorify him and his type of, of entrepreneur, mm-hmm. the, the entrepreneur of never stop. Right. Um, and so that's what everybody tries to become. And there is value in reading, watching, and you know, kind of looking to those people because sure. just, just for motivation of yeah. like, I can do more than what I'm doing now. Like I can get out there, I can do it and right. all that type of stuff. But then there comes a point where you're just leading yourself to burnout because right. you're just glorifying this way, this seemingly like, I don't know, like way of perfect way of life or something or like mm-hmm. what they're putting out of like, this is how you should live your life. Right. Versus there are these other people out there who like the Tim Ferriss's of the world who, you know, wrote the four hour work week and he chooses to work how many ever months, you know, uh, and then, yeah, and then take think, off a month or whatever it is. Yeah. Like his formula, I think is work to take off a month yeah. and the month will be like travel or take a kickboxing class that he's interested in. He's just like following his curiosities basically for right. a month. And, you know, there's, I can't think of a, you know, a great example. I just can't, no, nobody's name is coming to my mind right now, but you know, instead of, which is basically the problem, what I'm talking about, <laughs> I can, I know about, you know, like the Gary Vee, the hustlers, yeah, hustlers. But then there's these other entrepreneurs out there who live a life of balance, mm-hmm. who they build these amazing companies mm-hmm. and, or they produce, you know, tons of amazing, you know, content, movies, whatever it is that they're doing. And yet they prioritize and make time for family, Mm -hmm. for friends, for rest, for, you know, self-care, like we talked about in a previous uh, episode. Right. It's like, those are the people that I want to look up to. Like, those are the people that I want to look at their life and read their books and, you know, watch their content and say, okay, how can I accomplish the goals and things that I want to do? And, um you know, build the businesses that I want to build, you right. know, produce the content that I want to produce and, you know, create the lifestyle that I want to do while allowing myself space for mental exploration, for rest, right. for, uh, relationships mm-hmm. and all of that. Because I think a balanced life is way more meaningful and important right. than just focusing on the daily grind. Right. And I think, um, well, like I feel like the Gary V's of the world are rare and it's not very many people who can do what he does and like go like he goes. And so I feel like putting us putting that pressure on ourselves is absurd. Um, because it's not feasible for most people. Um, and I also think, and that doesn't mean that you won't be just as productive as Gary V. It's just a different kind of productivity. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think like, like you said, um, giving your space, giving yourself space or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I feel like that is actually the most beneficial to the rest of your life, to accomplishing your goals and your dreams and building your businesses or whatever it is, because like giving your brain like space to just wander is so much more important than we realize it is. 
Um, and just like no phones, no computers, no nothing. You just like go and you sit for a while. Your brain will just automatically come up with all of these amazing ideas for you to then put into action mm-hmm. um, on its own. You don't even have to will it to do it. It just right. does it. And I, I think that we forget that. Yeah. I, I feel like we forget that just because we're sitting there doesn't mean we're not actively like chasing our dream. Right. And it's not lazy right. to take space. And it's not lazy to get eight hours of sleep. You're actually doing more for your productivity by doing those things right. than just trying to work through it. Yeah. And what's amazing is that we have these like symbols of success in, mm-hmm. in these like people and they're pushing like this uh, full-time hustle mentality. Mm-hmm. And yet we have all of this information and studies and statistical like uh, outcomes that have already been proven by people who have studied corporations, uh, studied personal productivity and all that stuff in every book I've read or, you know, Ted talk, things like that, that they talk about productivity. They always have this like one core thing that taking time away is yeah. increases productivity. Like, in, like, I, I don't, I don't have like a specific um, percentage it's, or whatever, because I haven't amount. recently like talked about it, but it's like, here's kind of a example is whenever you don't take time for rest and you don't take time for sleep and you just like kind of work through it, eventually it's like living your life at 80% mm-hmm. and you don't realize that you're only producing at 80% because you spend so long since right. you've actually it's your norm, right? It's your new normal. Yeah. And your new normal is you're producing at 80%, which makes you but you feel like it's at a hundred cause you're always going, but What's more valuable is instead of working seven days a week at 80% productivity, if you worked five days a week at 100% productivity and took two days off, you actually get more done Mm -hmm. than if you try to work every single day and don't actually take time for yourself for rest and rejuvenation. And so I think this, I think hustle, the like, you have to hustle in order to make it, I think is a myth and a lie. Right. Like that is perpetuated by our kind of American culture, society, and all of these high level producers that they are now competing for who is the hardest hustler. Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of looks at that and wants to be that. And I don't know. I mean, I think, if you want to be that, it just goes back to what we talked about in a previous episode of, of why. Yeah. Like, why do you want to be that? I think, yeah, I think that, I don't know. I have a, I mean, obviously there are people who are doing that, hustling, you know, the, the negative term of hustle. Mm-hmm. They're doing that and they're working hard and they're like, I assuming succeeding at their dreams or at least it is perceived that way. Um, but I have a hard time believing that you can 
go like that and be like truly fulfilled in what you're doing and in who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I don't know if you're hustling and you're sacrificing yourself for the corner office, right? That's the thing. Um, When you get to the corner office and you take a breath for the first time in however long, you're going to realize how unhappy you are. It's not going to fulfill the thing that like you've been trying to, like, it's not what you imagine it to be. And I just think that hustling or working hard, absolutely. But like, you still have to be a happy person outside of that. And you have to have friends and a life. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I don't feel like hustling for your career is the way to have a fulfilled and successful life. I think that balance really is the key to a successful life. And I just see so many people, so many people are like, oh, just hustling, just hustling, just Mm -hmm. hustling. Like, why though? Why don't you just take an evening and do nothing? (laughs) It's so good for you. It's so good for you to do nothing sometimes. Right. That just made me think about, you know, the, the reason people say that, and I think most of the time people are lying. Um, yeah. Because it's it's social value. To keep up the facade. Right. To yeah. say like that you're really busy. Yeah. Um, versus I think that I just, I wish we could get to the point where that isn't the social value. Mm-hmm. It's like you ask them like, oh yeah, I, I uh, took two days off this week or three days off this week. Like I think that that is more valuable. Like. Obviously, it's not in our current social context. Like, it's right. not socially valuable to do that. Like, people, like, look down on people who do that. But I think ultimately that's kind of my point of the conversation mm-hmm. is that we need to quit making our decisions and stop hustling to keep up the image right. of success. Right. Because success is completely different for every single person. And just because this person has, you know, they're a millionaire, you know, they make a hundred million dollars. Like they have a hundred million dollars in the bank. That is, um, what they are. And, you know, this other person, they make $75,000 a year Mm -hmm. and they're trying to make it, you know, they're, they're, they can't find commitment, contentment or joy or happiness at the 75,000 because they see, you know, maybe, a peer or somebody in the public view or somebody who's making a hundred million dollars. Right. And they think they can't settle. Right. You know, or like, I don't think they're settling, but like, that's kind of the mentality is like they would right. settle if they stopped or they would, um, right. You're just always chasing the next thing. Right. And it's like, basically what I'm getting at is if you f- can't find contentment in what you have now, you're not going to find contentment if you find greater success later. Right. Because contentment doesn't have a dollar value. Right. It definitely doesn't. I mean, and it doesn't even have really a career or social value or anything like that. It contentment is yourself. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's being okay with who you are and what you do. And, um, you know, always just trying to like take care of yourself 
and live your best life. Like, and your best life does not mean super high level success, CEO, corner office, massive producer, super rich. That's, that's not what it means all the time. Like, will some people be that? Yes, obviously. But like, I don't know why that is our measure of success. Right. You know, like, because one, not every single person can be that. Like, we literally can't be a world if every single person is that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not possible. Um, and not to say that there are just some people who are better than others, because it's not that. And I think that's the point. Like, everyone, we're all equal. We're all level. And I just don't know why we're chasing these things that are, like, unhealthy to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, like, I read an article... I think it was the New York Times, and they said that um, sleep deprivation is one of the most, like, common signs or distinct signs of burnout, and um, that it costs American companies, like, $63 billion a year in productivity. Sleep Mm -hmm. deprivation does. $63 billion in productivity. Yeah. And because we're not sleeping. Right. And not that doesn't even that is like the corporate, you know, loss right. of that. But think about the personal loss on that, because if right. you I mean, from everything that I've heard and read, doctors very much like say that sleep is the best medicine, like yeah. as far as like fighting off sickness right. and, you know, fighting off disease and things like that. If you aren't getting eight hours of sleep, then you are basically with every hour you're not getting, you're increasing your risk of obviously regular sickness, but then, but also diseases. Yeah. And, um, I listened, man, I I wish I could remember exactly which podcast so I could, maybe I'll, if I find it, I'll link it in the show notes, but, um, there's a podcast I listened to about, uh, sleep and not getting enough sleep and two things that I thought were uh, really, really interesting is and it was been a while so i don't know the exact percentages here but um let's talk generally they said it was like for just having one night of not getting eight hours of sleep like if you Mm -hmm. get four hours or five hours or something you increase your risk of cancer by x percentage like just the next day um and it was, you know, it, it wasn't like that's forever for the rest of your life. You like, if you get right. a bad night of sleep, like now you have this right. increased risk of cancer, but it's, it's that the, the cancer fighting enzymes or some other scientific doctor things, you know, doctor words, <laughs> uh, whatever that is, yeah. your cancer fighting things, um, are basically dramatically decreased whenever you don't have enough sleep because they rejuvenate yeah. like in sleep. And so um, I just thought that was like really interesting. That is interesting. Um, just that increased risk and that like sleep is the best thing you can do for your future like health. Mm-hmm. Um, two, this part kind of blew my mind. It, it was it was just such a amazing argument for this culture of we don't need to sleep this much. They were talking about evolution, essentially, like um, you know a human adaptation mm-hmm. and how. You know, as we've the thousands of years in these millennia, um, you know, we have 
changed and evolved and our bodies have adapted to different things. And they said, sleep is one of those things that is highly unproductive. Like as far as like in our day-to-day life, like we have to stop, we have to do nothing and sleep for eight hours. And if we didn't have to do that, just like think about how much extra stuff we could get done. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, back in the day, uh, there would be like, you know, the more food you could gather, the longer you could hunt, like all that type of stuff. And then obviously in our modern day context, it's, you know, essentially the same thing. Um, but the argument boiled down to this. If we didn't need eight hours of sleep, evolution would have already reduced the amount of sleep that we actually need to produce more stuff Yeah, because that that's kind of the whole evolutionary process, right? You adapt. It's, it's to produce more, to do better, to like find more efficient ways of doing something and sleep is the, is inefficient. And, you know, and and when it boils down to like what we're doing, like in life every single day, we have eight hours of inefficiency Yeah, and evolution and like human adaptation or animal adaptation. It's always about getting the most efficient like thing and and anything that's inefficient, getting rid of it, you know, for generation and generation, generation after Mm -hmm. that. Um, And so I just thought that was an amazing like way to put it because, I mean, I just never thought about it that way. Yeah. It's like. If we didn't need the eight hours of sleep, we would evolution have would have it. gotten rid of it, you know, thousands of years ago. Yeah. But we still need it. I think that is a really fascinating way. Oh, well, I've never heard that. And that is a really fascinating way to think about it because it's true. Like we adapt our bodies, our, our brains, like we adapt over time to mm-hmm. what is like needed now. And I mean, yeah, sleep has never changed. So... With hustle, I think um, one of the things that we should maybe talk about is like, I think there's seasons for everything. And I don't think that like you'll never not hustle, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll never not sacrifice a little bit of sleep for a project or, you know, something like that. But I think maybe understanding that it's only a season and not your entire life and how... I don't know how to just like work hard anyway and like understanding that like you're going to work hard, but you don't have to like kill yourself for it. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think maybe it's kind of hard, kind of hard to have the conversation, I think because of what the word hustle has become. Right. And so now it's kind of hard to have the conversation because there's two different things we're talking about here. Yes. Because there's nothing wrong with like hustling. Like everybody really like right. should or like whatever. It's like, there's times right. where you like you hustle harder than others. And, and so, hustling is not a bad thing right. either. I think the, what becomes a bad thing is glorifying it. Like, you know, the whole title of this episode, but the, yeah. just the, the mentality of hustle only. Right. Of like hustle every day till you die, sleep when you die. Mm-hmm. Like that is not healthy and not the meaning of life, you know, to me. Right. So then like, how do you hustle hard, but still like, how, how can you be like a high level producer, but still have like a balanced life or, you know, like what, I I don't know, maybe it's just intentionality. Maybe it's just, but I, I feel like there might be some sort of, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the people who fall into this trap of like, 
you know, the, the everyday grind, the everyday hustle yeah. are the people who forget to stop mm-hmm. because I think that's how you find balance is like actually stopping and actually prioritizing relationships and yeah. space. And just because, I mean, you see that in examples like Timothy Ferris, mm-hmm. um, but also even, you know, just to use us in, as an example, this whole like conversation we're having, it's not about not working or not right. working hard right? or not doing um, like lots of things or, you know, big things or right. like striving to, you know, create something huge. Right. Like that isn't what this is about at all. Because obviously we value that like mm-hmm. and want to do that. And we have like dreams and aspirations and things we're working towards. And, you know, even with what we're doing right now, you know, some people may look at our life and, and say, how in the world do you film and edit three videos a week, mm-hmm. uh, record and edit and post, you know, a podcast every week, mm-hmm. um, you know, freelance like two to three days a week um you work a a job Mm -hmm. you know two and a half days a week Mm -hmm. um then other freelance projects on top of that and other gigs like uh, our clothing brand fake and obviously keeping up with um you know social media platforms because that's part of our job you know Mm -hmm. keeping up with instagram keeping up with twitter you know that type of stuff um taking photos for instagram like the like and then also just other pro- like blogging, mm-hmm. um, just all the other side projects and things we love doing and want to do. We do all of that every single week. Right. But also every week we find time to read, to listen to podcasts. Um, we have a church small group we do every single week. We go to church every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. We hang out with people or, you know, hang out with each other, um, not doing anything. Yeah. Um, there is just balance there. Yeah. And I think that's the point of what I'm, the reason I'm saying all that is because I'm not saying that you shouldn't work hard. Right. Like it takes a lot of work to do what we are doing. And on, I mean, I don't know. This is a good question of like, cause I almost feel like I'm not doing enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm slacking in some areas, like, um, as being in the social media space, you know, this obviously probably sounds silly to some of you who aren't, but it's like, I feel like I'm not doing well on my Instagram, like, and I'm not getting the amount of, you know, photos, you know, taken and edited and things like that. I'm not like, oh, I forget to post to my story, Mm -hmm. but all of that is so important in this space we're in. And so like, I feel like, oh man, I not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And it's like trying to figure out where would that fit in? How much, you know, time, you know, and all that stuff. Right. Um, and I guess the question is like, am I right to feel that way? Or is it just me seeing what all everybody else is doing and thinking that I also need to do that? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think both. I think that it's totally valid to like ask those questions and to like wonder if there's more you could be doing or, Maybe, but maybe it is at least for me personally, like I always feel like that, but then I start asking myself those questions and my answer is always like, oh, I just feel like I need to keep up with them. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's always the answer for me. And I just think like, 
every single person has a different path (laughs) of success and productivity and whatever. And I understand like there's algorithms and there's um, schedules to keep and things like that. Like there is like a little bit of a, a method to it. Um, And I understand that, but I just think most of the time my, my answers are, Oh, I just feel like I'm not doing enough because they're doing, you know, I need to, I need to do what they're doing. And that's not true. Like, you know, nobody else is going to be a Gary V who can do all of the things that he does. Right. Like Mm -hmm. nobody else can be that because they are not him. Mm -hmm. And I think that questioning those things and like looking at it is legit because it may just be where you need to implement a process, a new process to, you know, maximize your time. So, so like maybe you're not feeling like you're doing very much on Instagram right now, but maybe it's because Instagram is taking too much time away from editing our videos, Mm -hmm. which is the most important. So like, maybe it's just about like making sure we're implementing processes in our workflow. Um, and I mean this generally, not just to you, but like, in our workflow to make sure we are being as productive as we can. Mm -hmm. And sort of, um, Tim Ferriss talks about this in the four hour work week. He talks about, what does he call it? Automating something. I can't remember. Um, but basically he's saying like, save the, like the mundane tasks, the whatever for the time that your brain is tired and it doesn't need to think about what it's doing. So like, maybe that's when you like schedule Instagram posts or whatever. It's like, answer email. It's like kind of the admin mindless computer work. Right. Right. And I think that is how intentionality in your schedule, I think is how you can be highly productive and, uh, highly, um, produce like a high level amount of, Mm -hmm. of content. Um, but still like have space. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like what you were telling me the other day about how we can only get an actual like six hours. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I read an article that said that you can really only expect six hours of good work from employees in a day. Yeah. And you know, let's just say, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're your own employee, your own boss. Right. And if you can only expect six hours of the best work right. out of you, then whenever you wake up in the morning, don't answer email. Yeah. Or do these other things that make you feel like you're checking things off the list or whatever. You know, you got to wake up and grind and hustle and all this type of stuff and everything that everybody does. But we do all these like mindless tasks so that we feel like we're accomplishing something. Right. But we're using the best six hours of our brain to, you know, do that stuff. It's like instead use that first six hours you know, of the most productivity to do the things that actually matter, that are actually going to get us right. further, you know, towards our goals. Right. Ideate, then, future plan. Right. Um, but then yeah. at the end of that, whenever, you know, you're not your most productive, but you're still, I mean, you still have plenty of hours of wakeness. Right. Then you can use, you know, your 80% brain or your 75% mm-hmm. brain or whatever to answer the emails, to right. clean up the office, to, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, need to do. Yeah. But that doesn't, require future thinking. I'm so bad at this too, because, and I don't know how to fix it because kind of my thinking on this, like 
maximizing your time or whatever. The the way I do it is, you know, you have a to-do list. Mm -hmm. I love checking things off a to-do list. It makes you feel good to check something off a to-do list, right? But my thinking or like the way that I go about it is I'm like, okay, I need to clear out these emails so that my brain is clear Mm -hmm. and I have the space to think about what, like if I'm writing or something. I usually save that for the end whenever my... All, everything is done and I can think about nothing else. Right. And that's not, it never works like that. Yeah. I'm always tired by the end of the day and I'm like, I'm too tired to think about writing. Yeah. You know? Or you're like, man, I, I feel good. I got a lot done. Like, cause you answered all, you like right. got rid of all your emails and you like did all this stuff and you're like, man, I feel accomplished. Yeah. And then, but you didn't actually like get the most meaningful thing done that, right. that actually energizes you and that, right. you know, accomplishes your goals. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know, I, it, it's, it takes a lot of intention, I think, mm-hmm. to train yourself not to pay attention to your email inbox until noon or whatever it is. Yeah. And just like you wake up and you do the important and that's it. Right. I think th- one thing I was thinking about um, before we had that conversation is just my, um, I guess like philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my philosophy. It's just a it is my philosophy, but I'm not the originator of, of the philosophy. I'm just a um, a student yeah. of work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And I think that so many people, um, you know, with, with the hustle mentality, it's like they work harder, work harder, work harder, work harder. Yes. And it's like, well, I don't really um, like. Disagree. Well, no, it's more like, you know, all these people who are working harder, 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 harder. I don't look at you and, and think, oh, wow, look how hard you're working. I'm like, why are you working that hard whenever you could batch, you yeah. know, film this or, you know, that, that was a very specific example, but let's just say <laughs> like, you could like batch your work mm-hmm. and you could make processes mm-hmm. for your work. Yeah. And so let's, let's just take our processes because I mean, it's just, it's the only Example, personal yeah. example I have, um, and it's the only one coming to me. So I understand this. Just take this and apply it to a regular job that isn't YouTubing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for us, we post videos every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. and this podcast comes out on Tuesday. And so I don't like film, right? you know, Monday's video on Sunday, like film Sunday, edit Sunday night, post on Monday. Um, and then film Tuesday or right. film Tuesday, edit Tuesday night and, you know, post on Wednesday, um, you know, because that would use up all of my time. Yes. And then I would have to record a podcast on Monday to post on Tuesday or record it like, you know, on Tuesday. Then it goes up like, you know, whatever it is, we make processes and mm-hmm. batch this stuff out where, you know, we will film on Friday, Saturday, Sunday or film Friday and two on Saturday. Mm-hmm. and that has our three videos for the week filmed. And then we could, let's say, um, we film on Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. That's four videos. Mm-hmm. So then we have Monday, Wednesday, Friday's video, and next Monday. Then that next weekend, we do it again. And so, again, like we have all of these right. videos like uh, filled out. And so the video that I film on Friday, I don't even have to work, you know, and make sure that that's edited in two days. I actually have like four or five days to edit for Wednesday. Right. And 
I understand I'm getting in the nitty gritty of like a YouTube concept, but I'm basically I'm giving you an example of there would be one way to work harder and one way to work smarter. Like you can work hard and, you know, it's just getting the videos done and filming that day, posting, you know, whatever. But by processing and working smarter, I am not stretching myself thin to produce the same amount of content that somebody else who like is running themselves ragged trying to do that. Right. I also do that on top of working multiple days a week, you know, at a different, you know, location that I right. am not, you know, working on my own stuff. Right. I'm working on somebody else's stuff. And so, you know, it's like, what are these things in our lives that we can quit just filling the space with stuff to make it, make us feel like, we are these high level producers that are constantly working and say, how can I do this smarter Mm -hmm. so that I can accomplish my goals and I can not give up relationships and I can not give up the experiences that I want to have. Right. Because this is kind of, you know, my personal, like, you know, what is the meaning of life type thing? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, just looking at people who are at the end of their life or, you know, even hearing stories of, of people that were on their deathbed. And, and I just have never once heard a story of somebody at the end of their life and they're talking about their regrets and they talk about regretting not working hard. Like, like man, should have spent Saturdays at the office. Right. I wish I would have got that promotion. I wish I would have, um, you know, made a million yeah. more dollars. I wish I would have, um, you know done anything that all the things that we all put as like our number one priority right you just never see anybody at the end of their life regretting those things right they regret not spending more time with their family not building deeper and more meaningful relationships not you traveling know, not, and not having you know the experiences that they wanted yeah it's like man i i never um you know went to mexico you know yeah. i always wanted to um, and because they were always working. Right. And so basically why, why don't we learn from others? Like, I have no idea it's because like, it's like you said about, um, the statistics and like, we know the research, but we don't do it. Yeah. And it's like that, like here, like we know what people at the end of their life say, yet we don't really like apply that to ourselves. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm different because I, I want to make sure that I, you know, make, maybe, like, maybe we just always think we'll have time. I don't know. Yeah. It's like that we'll, we'll have time for travel later. We'll yeah. have time for people later. And it's like, well, but you're going to wake up in that corner office after years and years of work and realize there are no people around to have. Right. You know? And it's <laughs> like the, the experiences and the memories and the most like rich memories we have. I mean, this is obviously, I can't have a memory for everybody, but for me, the richest memories I have are those where other people are there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's I, never been like, oh man, I, I remember, um, that one time when I started that t-shirt business and I, you know, got my, you know, stuff into 30 stores and yeah. all that. It's like, I never think about that. Yeah. Like it's something that I did. I'm glad I did it. And, um, yeah, it's fun. It's, like, it's cool. It's it was work. fun. I mean, it was like a part of my life and absolutely love that I did that and had the experience and created the business and all that type of stuff. Right. But it's never, 
the memories that I think about well, laying yeah. at night. It's like, you know, the things that I look back on are the people experiences. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, like whenever we went to Europe, I don't think about the city that we were in. I think about the people that I was with, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad that I went to Iceland with Lindsay, mm-hmm. you know, like that it's not about, you know, it's all about people. And I think that's part of the the problem with hustle is that the first thing you give up is people. Right. And you just can't in order to have what I think is defined as a balanced, healthy, good life. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't give up people. Yeah. And, I and think- that sometimes means sacrificing work in order to be there for them. Right. You know? But it doesn't mean that you're not going to get your work done. Yeah. Like that is part of being like a high level producer is like managing your time well. Right. And I think we forget that going and, you know, saying yes to the people and like actually building those relationships, that time that you spent doing that, what if that time rejuvenated us to the point where you know, let's say you had a project, you, you were like, you said no, because you knew that project was going to take you six hours to get done. And you just didn't have the time, but going to be with that person and hanging out and building that relationship for two hours. And you leave that with so much energy and so much new, maybe connections that you never had made before with, for the project that you're working on, you get home and you get it done in three hours and you still have an hour to spare. Yeah. Like the, you know, obviously that's a very like I mean, out there, you know, example, but I think that happens in life that when we rest, the things that we're trying to accomplish that when that we give up rest and relationship for, they take significantly longer to actually get done than if you were to mm-hmm. actually rest and rejuvenate and spend time with people because you come back with this new energy and with, I think we talked about this in the, um, the self-care episode of just making new connections that whenever you allow your, your brain, the space Mm -hmm. you make, it allows you to make connections that weren't made before. And so when you come back to that project, things just start clicking Yeah, and you get it done. Well, I think that at least for me, like, I feel like Europe is like when we traveled Europe, we traveled in 2016 for three weeks in Europe and I had wanted to move for years. It was like constantly on my, my mind. It was a thing that I was like, I don't know how we're ever going to afford this, but this is what I want to do. You know, I was always like stressed out and like trying to figure out how to make it work. And then we went to Europe and traveled for three weeks and I thought of nothing else, but like being where we were. Right. Mm -hmm. And came back and we had a plan without even really knowing that we had a plan. We Mm -hmm. had a plan. And everything fell into place in the next year and a half. And without us really like actively working toward it, because I just, again, like you just have to give your brain space and it will know what to do. The universe will be like, Hey, here's what's, what's going to happen. And it'll happen Mm -hmm. if you just give yourself the space to let it happen. Yeah. I just think that's so important and something that we don't, um, consider in the hustle, in the grind is space. Right. And I think space is important. And 
I think just making space as much a priority Mm -hmm. as the actual work. Right. The actual work is important, obviously. Like it's necessary to the process. Otherwise, you literally will never accomplish anything Mm -hmm. if you don't work. Uh, It's not that working is bad. It's just that you, like you said, work smarter. Like, Mm -hmm. actually consider what you're working on, why you're working on it, and if there's a better way to work on it. Right. And then implement that. And you will never have those ideas of how to work smarter if you're just constantly working harder. Right. Like, if you don't stop to take the space and think about it, then you'll never come up with the idea of like, oh, wait, there was no reason for me to Mm -hmm. be doing this thing every single day or every other day, whenever I could actually do that all on Monday. And then that would allow me a full day to do, you know, this other thing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Tuesday and Thursday or whatever it is. Yeah, And it's like, that was granular, but just getting, just what I'm getting at is that if you don't allow yourself the space to think of those things, then you never will. Yeah. So I think basically what we're saying is maximize your time to be the most productive at the right times, right? Quit glorifying the hustle, meaning just like just stop doing to do, but actually be intentional about what you're doing and why you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And then just like understand that success in your career is not the only success, right? And it's not the most important most of the time or all of the time, really, according to people on their deathbeds. (laughs) And I think also just like understanding that giving yourself space to think and self-care, you know, all of that stuff is so important to your work process Mm -hmm. and, and helps you not get into the hustle just to hustle. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, man, just getting this back to that All of the studies like Mm -hmm. and show that these companies who implemented space for their employees, productivity rose. Well, it's like Google who gave their employees, what was it, 20% of the time of their work hours? 20% time or something. Something. They gave their employees 20% of their work hours to work on literally whatever they wanted. It didn't even have to be like work related. Mm -hmm. It was just... Free time. <laughs> and that's where... Um, it's a Gmail. Gmail, Maps. Mm-hmm. Like um, a lot of... The Google Hangout. I don't remember. But I don't a remember. lot there of the like... There was like four major products yeah. that came from that free time. Yeah. It's just because they let their minds wander. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah. And I think that for me, it just comes down to prioritizing. And I think... The work that we're doing and the things that we want to accomplish, obviously, is a priority, but also prioritize space and also prioritize people at the same level, at mm-hmm. the same capacity, at the same like intensity. Yeah. Like be at, be as energetic and come to bring the same amount of intensity to your work as you do to relationships. Yeah. Because I think just for me, it's like that is the most important things that we can do in life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, I have all these things that I do every single week, but if, you know, a relationship that I have or I'm building, you know, was to call or text or anything like that. And it's like, Hey, can you 
you know, do you want to hang out or, you know, can you help me with this? I'm going to prioritize that in the same way that if a somebody offered me a freelance job or right. something, it's like there are going to be times where obviously things, you know, conflict or, you know, that one thing's more important than the other right. or whatever, you know, you have to make money. I mean, you can't right. survive um, without, you know, money, but it's what I'm getting at is I will rearrange what I'm doing. And even though my plan was to get this project done in these hours, I'm going to consider and probably move that so that I can build this relationship because the work will, will get done. Yeah. Like I know myself and I know that I can make it happen and I will work hard. Um, but I'm not going to sacrifice a relationship for that. Right. You know, I don't know, maybe I, I don't know if I need to say this caveat, but obviously you can over prioritize a relationship as well. Right. And you know, if, uh, you're single and you end up, uh, becoming infatuated with somebody and like all of your time is spent and you're not getting any work done. I right. mean, obviously that is a, you know, equal problem. Right. Maybe, I feel maybe it's not though. I mean, if you, if you like gave up, took like a, let's just say, call it a gap year of, uh -huh. of work and you didn't like uh, pursue your dreams, but that person that you were pursuing became the person that you spend the rest of your life with and you right. like fell in love with them. Was it a waste? I don't think it is yeah. because I think that let's say the job or thing that you were thinking about doing, maybe that was a billion dollar idea and mm -hmm. you could have been a billionaire, but you traded that for the person you fell in love with. I think ultimately it's, it's like better. Yeah. Like I would much rather be with you mm -hmm. than be without you in a billionaire because I think that is way more the meaning of life and right. the, what I love and value. Mm -hmm. And I want to spend, I was kind of trying, I was, so the re I'm like stumbling on words here because I was trying to say that without saying that you bring me happiness because, you know, just the whole thing of like finding fulfillment in a spouse, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But also, I mean, I don't know another way to say it, but like <laughs> you bring me more happiness and more fulfillment in life in our relationship than some like amount of money or business ever could. Right. So, I mean, I was thinking that maybe that, you know, would be a problem, but I think ultimately I don't, relationships no. matter more. Relationships I mean, matter more. Obviously you have to pay rent. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> yeah, uh, relationships matter more. But I mean, for me in my life and what I would choose to do, basically at the end of the day, I would choose poverty and love over fame and loneliness. Right. Or rich, you know, money right. and loneliness. Right. Not that I want to live in poverty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to like, you know, just flip a switch and choose that. But like, yeah. if, if, if this was a game of would you rather. <laughs> that's what you would choose. That's what I would choose. But I'm going to. Instead of either one of those, I'm going to... Let me throw out a third option yeah. for you. <laughs> I'm going to work hard. Yeah. Prioritize people, prioritize work, prioritize personal uh, space to think, grow, and... It's possible. I that, know. That's what I'm striving for. Yeah. And obviously I'm going to fail, you know, m many more times in my life at, you know, doing that. And it's always going to be a constant battle of... Well, yeah, I mean, nothing easy, nothing good or worth yeah. it is easy but that's my goal i guess is what i'm saying 
Like, it's not that I'm always doing it well, but my goal is that, is to live a life of balance and Mm -hmm. with working hard, loving hard, playing hard. Yep. And I think that that is a great place to uh, wrap up this episode of Deeply Curious. If you have any thoughts or comments or anything feedback that you would love to uh leave that you know something maybe something that we said sparked a something that you thought of um you can leave a comment on the youtube video of this uh if you're listening to it right now obviously if you're watching it you're on youtube and the comments are right down there right below you (laughs) um so we love uh hearing your guys thoughts or anything that you've uh, this episode made you think about. Mm -hmm. Um, and just as a reminder, this podcast is sponsored by hint water. You can check it out by going to hint.co slash deeply curious. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with another curious conversation. Bye.